Chapter Seventeen of Energy and Vibration. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Stephanie Lee. Nature's Miracles, Volume Two Energy and Vibration by Elisha Gray. Chapter Seventeen Diffusion of Heat. Heat tends to diffuse itself in three different ways namely by conduction convection and radiation if we heat a metal rod by putting one end of it into the fire it does not immediately heat the whole length but travels slowly along the rod the molecules that are in immediate contact with the fire have their atoms excited to intense motion these communicate their motion to the next layer and so on from layer to layer until the rod is more or less heated the whole length this process of heat diffusion is called conduction some substances conduct heat much more readily than others. A pure silver teaspoon is a nice thing to have, but is the most inconvenient of all spoons to use in hot tea or coffee. Silver, gold, and copper are all good conductors of heat, as well as of electricity. If we call the conducting capacity of silver 100, copper will be 74, gold 53, brass 24, tin 15, iron 12, and lead 9. These metals also conduct electricity in about the same relation. The metals or other substances whose molecules are most readily excited are the best conductors of both heat and electricity. This fact seems to establish a close relationship between heat and electricity, as indeed there is, for we shall see that electricity turns to heat the moment it is resisted, and as no conductor is perfect it is resisted to a certain degree at all times, and is to that degree developing heat. All conductors of electricity are more or less heated when a current is passed through them. On the other hand, heat will develop electricity under certain conditions. This phenomenon will be discussed when we reach the latter subject. Let us now consider the diffusion of heat by convection. Convection means the act of conveying, and when it is applied to heat it refers to heated masses of air, gases, or fluids moving in a body from place to place. If we put one end of a copper rod or other metal in the fire and let the other end run into a small chamber, the rod will be heated its whole length by conduction, but the air in the chamber will soon be heated by convection. The air next to the rod, as soon as heated, rises to the top of the chamber because heated air is lighter than cold. The cold air will drop down and be warmed by the rod and rise again. This process goes on until all the air is warmed alike. Hot air furnaces in dwellings heat the rooms by convection. And hot water systems heat in the same way to a large extent. The Gulf Stream is a vast warm water system that warms continents instead of rooms and dwellings. The water of the ocean lying under the direct rays of the sun becomes heated and is set in motion, probably by the rotation of the earth, or possibly there is a combination of causes at work. Some have attributed this motion to the effect of the trade winds, but it is hard to believe that this is the case to any considerable extent. At any rate, currents are set up in different oceans, the most notable of which is called the Gulf Stream, as it apparently has its origin in the Gulf of Mexico, at least it receives a fresh impetus at that point. It follows along the Atlantic coast as far as Wilmington, North Carolina, and it then crosses the Atlantic, enveloping England, Ireland, and Scotland, thus modifying the climate of the whole of Western Europe clear to the North Cape, the land of the midnight sun. The great harbor of Hammerfest is free from ice all the year round, although opening into the Arctic Ocean. One of the industries of Norway is agriculture, 
and yet the northern part of Norway is about as far north as the Klondike in Alaska. At the Klondike the temperatures go to 70 or 80 degrees below zero, while at Hammerfest the harbor is open the year round. Such is the effect of nature's mighty warm-water heating system. The sun, 90 million of miles away, sends quivers of ether waves at the rate of about 200,000 miles per second, which are arrested by the waters in the equatorial regions, and here the ether waves become heat. From there the warmed waters are distributed so as to affect the climate of a large part of the habitable globe. The distribution of heat is by convection on a large scale. Another of nature's modes of distributing heat by convection is by means of air currents. Large bodies of heated air rise at the equator and flow each way, north and south, in the higher regions of the atmosphere. That is to say, they would flow north and south if it were not for the Earth's motion. This motion changes their direction somewhat. These air currents flow northerly and southerly for a certain distance, and gradually drop down. The cold air at the surface moves towards the equator to supply the place of the heated air. So there is a continual round of air currents moving in opposite directions on both sides of the equator, and these are called the trade winds. See Volume 1. Within certain limits, on the ocean, these winds are regular. On land they become broken up owing to the varying conditions of temperature and topography. It is a common notion that the trade winds are so called because they are an important factor in the commerce of the world, as sailing vessels can always rely upon these winds in certain latitudes. The original meaning of trade, however, is a track, trail, course, path, and the name trade is given to these winds because they keep a certain course or path. As the earth, owing to the fact that the plane of its orbit around the sun does not coincide with that of the equator, apparently, not really, has a yearly oscillation each way from the equator as well as a daily revolution on its axis. It follows that the vertical rays of the sun at noon are constantly changing their position. It is found that the position of the trade winds changes with the oscillation of the earth. This oscillation is between the Tropic of Cancer at the north of the equator and the Tropic of Capricorn at the south. The sun's rays are vertical at the Tropic of Cancer on the 21st of June, at the Tropic of Capricorn on the 21st of December, and at the equator on the 21st of September and March, respectively. End of chapter 17